Welcome to the Ruler's World Broadcast. Stay tuned as Pastor William Beckson shares with you insights on how to take dominion on the earth. I'm trusting that by the end of this service, um, you will understand the place family holds uh, in the master plan of God for humanity on the earth. I'm trusting that by the end of this service, you will know your place, your place in shaping and influencing the families in which you have been planted so strategically by God, you will understand your place in contributing to the realization of that family's purpose in the grand plan of God. You see, God has a big plan. And among the community of families, your family has a role to play, to contribute to the realization of God's master plan for the community of families. So this, this is a very important service. Uh, this is a very strategic service. And I'm trusting that you will have tools, you will have equipments, you will have um, understandings uh, with which to do what God will make so clear upon your heart today. And as I'm talking to you this morning, I trust that God will highlight specific areas uh, to you uh, that uh, will need your attention. And over and above, uh, knowing uh, the areas God has highlighted, I'm also praying that God will give you the grace to put into practice the things that stand out for you today. So clearly God will highlight some things to you, but we don't want it to just remain as knowledge in your head. We want it to become wisdom in your practice, that the steps you will be taking after this service will be guided by the understanding you have gleaned in the word of God in this service this morning. So uh, we have quite uh, a broad, a broad um, assignment this morning. And um, God is helping us. God is helping us um, to do just that. I will therefore open um, my, my teaching this morning um, with a thought. A thought that God is unwilling God is unwilling to do without humanity that's that's very important God is unwilling to do without humanity uh, that thought underpins the understanding that you are necessary to God you you are not someone somebody God is easily willing to dispense with please understand that so that your relationship with god will be grounded on understanding that i'm not a burden on god i'm not a pain to god i'm not a bother to god god made us god created us and god fashioned us for a purpose uh, the reason why i said that was that when According to the scriptures, one third of the host of angels revolted against God. 
God did not put any remedial plan in place to restore them. But one man, the first man, the first Adam, committed high treason against God. God activated a remedial plan called salvation. And that is indicative of the fact that God is unwilling to do without man or without mankind or humanity. This thought will help you as you deal with God. You are not a bother to God. You are not a problem to God. He's in love with you and he's in hot pursuit of you. One third of angels revolted and that's it. Their destinies are sealed never to be restored to God again. And then man revolted against God and literally handed over the dominion mandate, the authority, the delegated authority man had from God to manage the earth for him. He handed it over and God activated a remedial process. God activated the process of salvation to bring back man to himself. That means God is unwilling to do without us. That's why the Bible says, it is the will of God that every man should be saved. God doesn't want to do without you. Why is that? It's because of what God wants. He is God and so he does everything according to his predeterminate counsel. It is the counsel of God that regulates his behavior towards you. It is the will of God that underpins his actions and inactions towards you. And according to his counsel, what he wants is family. God is not looking for a religious body. God wants a family. Families are so important to God. So he set out to make a family beginning from the first Adam. And when that program was interrupted by disobedience, God did not give up on his will to have a family. So God still continued uh, as best as he could in establishing a relationship with mankind under various circumstances, conditions, and, and situations just so that God can ultimately bring about this remedial program of saving man and restoring and reconciling him back to himself and as i talk to you right now that dream of god has been fulfilled and you sit here today if jesus is the lord of your life you are the joy of god because man is god's crowning achievement after all the creation, God, God's uh, creative enterprise was crowned with the creation of man in his image and likeness. There is nothing more valuable to God in all his universe than human beings. God will give anything away for a human being. You see, so God is not um, like we have portrayed him to be. 
many people who claim to represent God have misrepresented God and so many people view God in a light that makes him cruel makes him insensitive makes him so difficult to appease difficult to deal with and yet it is God who is pursuing us not us pursuing him why is he pursuing us what is his motivation he wants a family God's heart has a space for family so he created the first family and the evolution of families from that first family fill the whole earth in line with his program his program was that the whole earth would be covered with communities of families all over the earth communities of families governed by him not just as servants but as family uh, let me let me read a text um, uh, to help us see this point I'm raising this morning uh, I think I'll consult Ephesians the book of Ephesians Ephesians um, chapter chapter 2 verse 19 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 now therefore ye are no more strangers we became a, 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 a we became we became uh, uh, removed from him through the disobedience of the first man and when the the people of Ephesus opened their heart to receive the gospel of reconciliation back to God which is the gospel of the kingdom of God Paul is now teaching them and helping them understand what has transpired what has happened to them so Paul by the Spirit of God is saying now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners you know many times that's the feeling religion gives us we are, we are trying to you know reach to God we are trying and from that understanding it's as if we are not included it's as if we are not part we are forcing ourselves but it says you are no more strangers you are no more foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints fellow citizens means there is a kingdom you have been born into now and you happen to be a citizen of the kingdom of God and citizens have both rights and responsibilities but just that thinking that you are a citizen is 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 so liberating uh, some of us who have traveled before and lived elsewhere um, for a while you you will appreciate the just the feeling forget about the rights and privileges just the feeling that you are a citizen the, the feeling that you are not a stranger that you are not a foreigner you have no idea how liberating and empowering that is he says you are no longer a stranger a foreigner but a fellow citizen with the saints listen to this and of the household of God the household of God this has been God's dream all this while to have a household the word household actually means relative you are a relative of God you are his king 
there is a relationship between you and god it, it's a biological relationship so it's a spiritual biological relationship between you and god you are not a stranger you are not a foreigner so god's dream is for a household a household that he presides over as father but that household actually is made up of many households in the sense that as god is father he has also delegated that authority to men and to women to also preside over family it's important for you to understand that god is interested in families and all the families are joined together to become the household of God if those families have been reconciled to God through that remedial program called salvation. So if you become reconciled to God, you are integrated into the household of God. You are now a member of God's household. You are a member of the family of God. You are no more a stranger. You can now walk this earth with this assurance, with this understanding that I am a member of the family of God. You are not exposed. You are covered. God is your father. There is no spiritual covering beyond that. God is your father. You are of the household of God. So this has been the dream of God and he's pursued it until its fulfillment. In the death, resurrection, ascension and seating and coronation of Jesus and our express faith in him. Because our faith in him is what brings us in relationship with God. That means I can't relate to God outside his remedial program. You can't create your own path to God. The salvific enterprise of Jesus is to open the gates so that anyone who can hear the call can respond and restore or be restored or reconciled back to God. And relationship with God is what the heart of God has yearned for all this while. Not, not religion. Relationship with God. This is so practical. This is so comprehensive. It's so all-encompassing that if you have a relationship with God, you will see that relationship traveling through every other thing your life is involved with. That's why I keep stressing that our relationship with God is not a religious experience at all because what God wants is a family and look at your relationship with your family physical earthly family is it a religious relationship it's just family it's regular it's not oh kojo Kojo at the same, and that's how many of us do when we are praying to God. Oh, Heavenly Father, oh my Father, you can't just say, Heavenly Father, um, I'm having this challenge in this area, I, I need grace. Um, please, can you open my understanding to, to see exactly what I'm many of you talk normally but can't pray normally. The moment you pray, you, you want to impress God that you are spiritual, 
in the name of Elohim I want to declare to you our Heavenly Father but you don't talk like that to your family member and for many people if this doesn't happen there has not been prayer prayer cannot be a communication and conversation with God no 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 it's, it's not prayer until your face is contorted and you are it's not prayer but God wants a family not a religious relationship you see it's the religious relationship we have developed with God that's why every other aspect of our lives is cut off from our faith so you claim you have a relationship with God but it doesn't affect any other thing in your life your relationship with God does not transcend beyond your relationship with God because that relationship is a religious relationship so you wear masks before your spouse masks before your friends masks before your colleagues and you forget to remove the mask when you are dealing with God you still have the mask on as if God doesn't know all things so the place you are ailing you've never talked to God about it because I have this under under wraps because that's how you relate to but if you understand that what God is looking for is family and if you have been grafted into that family of God you can stand bare before him and say Lord I'm interested in your purpose for my life reveal it to me I receive grace and I pursue just that God's dream is for a family I think we have been hurt a lot by our religious understanding of church because that word church ecclesia is not a religious body because Jesus Christ was not the only one who had a church that's why he qualified it when he says I will build my church my ecclesia it's not a religious thing there were other ecclesias there were other ecclesias other called out ones so the understanding they had then is not the understanding we have we've just convoluted this whole thing and wrapped it up in 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 religion so my faith has no meaning outside church room like this but that's not god's dream god's dream is a family and if you see yourself as a member of the family of god if you were the son or daughter of a president the first family of the land you don't need a tag to say I am the second born of the president of this land you don't need a tag it, it, it flows in your actions it flows the confidence is different if they say there is no food anywhere you know that in the first house there has to be food there's a certain confidence setting assurance a certain knowing why it's family all the all the protocols you need to observe to see the president of the land his family the keepers of the protocol will, will step aside when the president's children are coming to see him. you can't say have you filled the form what's the purpose of visit is it official or personal Th those things are waived i want to see my father what's your problem that's how we relate to god he's our father he's our father so what he wants is household family but after the fall the government of God over mankind was breached so God began to look for a relationship with man again and he found one man 
Abraham by name. And so I want us to look at uh, Roma, um, sorry, Genesis chapter 12. Uh, Genesis chapter 12. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, let, let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. Isn't it interesting? There are more people blessing you than cursing you. I will bless them that bless thee and him that curse thee. So don't build your life on curses, on the negatives. It's only him. But there is a them that are blessing you. You know, you can live life with a negative orientation, a negative slant. When a cockroach flies, there is something. When they fly, sit on your food. Ah, they've come again. No, no, no. It's only a him and them that bless you. You see, just that shift can help you. Because many of us are living suspicious lives. You suspect everybody. Everything has a meaning. Like, nothing means what has just happened. <laughs> they cook for you. No, no. This food, does, it's, it's not just food. Like, nothing means what it means. Everything has some other meaning. So our whole lives is lived under stress. Because you are reading meanings. Meanings. Why did he shake his hand like this and not like this? There has to be something. That's just, that's just by the by. Look at verse 3. I'll bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In thee. Now, this is God's manifesto to Abraham. I, I want to begin a project with you. And this project that I want to begin with you will require that you leave where you are right now. Because I want to build, because what you are involved in right now won't bless anybody. Uh, but I want to build a nation out of you. And what I will do with your life will have the capacity of blessing all families of the earth in other words god is talking to abraham but he has all families of the earth on his mind this is very important god is talking to abraham that i'm going to make something out of you and that thing will have the capacity to bless all the families all families of the earth so the will of God for all families of the earth is a blessing. Ah, somebody, listen, listen, listen. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know somebody is equating blessing to prosperity. That's why they thought, ah, should every family be blessed? Yes. That's God's plan. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Every family of the earth must carry the blessing of God. Uh, but the blessing of God is not equal to prosperity. Because there are problems of prosperity as there are problems of poverty. It's only the blessing that has no side effects. 
So we need to understand what we're dealing with. God wants your family to be blessed. Hi, hi, hi. So God is talking to Abraham. I want to do something. My goal is to reach all the families of the earth. But you see, I, I can't start with all of them. I need an entry point. Abraham, if you will be willing to cooperate with me, my dream can be realized. I want all the families of the earth to be blessed. Walk with me, cooperate with me, align with me. And let's do this thing together. Uh, in case you are still having challenges with the word blessing, we can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, where God first used the word bless. So that what it meant when he first used it becomes the foundational meaning of that word. God blessed the fish in the water. And the blessing was be fruitful. Multiply. Fear. When he was blessing man, he said to man, be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over all the earth. That's the blessing. Do you know many of you are working to be blessed? And yet, you are blessed to work. We don't work to be blessed. He blessed them and said to them, be productive. That's the word, be fruitful. Be productive. What does it mean? Be useful. That's a blessing. When you carry the blessing, you are product, You are useful. When the blessing of God is on you, you, you become useful. You may not end up as a millionaire, but nobody can deny your impact and relevance. That's a blessed life. I may not have a billion in my account, but if I am blessed, I will be useful to every human being my life comes into contact with. That's the blessing. And God says, every family of the earth must be useful. Must be blessed. Must be productive. Must multiply, increasing the sphere of the influence of that family. God says, I'm interested in that. And let them also subdue the place I have given them. That means they won't become victims of their environment if they are subduing it. They will not become uh, casualties of their context if they are subduing it. And you and I know if we take a cursory look at our extended families, and for some of us, even our nuclear families, we are not subduing. We are becoming victims of our environment. We are not subduing. We are not having dominion over the space in which we operate. But the blessing makes that possible. That's why it's the blessing. Uh, you remember when Jacob engaged that blessing? In six years, his salary was changed ten times to his head. Adversely changed. His salary was reviewed differently. When they give him the salary and they see he can meet it, then they will change it. Then they will under such volatile economic conditions for Jacob because he had the blessing he subdued that means he rose above it the blessing God says I want every family to be blessed including your family and God usually looks for men he can partner with to bring about this dream he has for families 
this morning there is no doubt in my mind that God has found you to be a conduit he can work through to dispense the blessing the blessing is a spiritual capacity not to end your journey as a victim is a spiritual capacity to come up with answers and solutions when everything seems not to be working the blessing it's a powerful thing the blessing god wants that for you um but i'm going in two ways right now where we've gotten to uh, we've gotten to a y junction uh, i will take one trip with you on one leg of the junction we will come back and take the second trip so that's where we've got into now it's a y so we're, we're we're moving on one trip and then we'll come back onto the other uh, there are two prototypes or two typologies in the old testament that i want us to avert our minds to in seeing how when we cooperate with God, God can find occasions of conferring this blessing on our families. It's very important. The first typology is Joseph in the Old Testament. In the interest of time, we will just rehearse it without literally reading it. Uh, just highlighting some things in the life of Joseph uh, that helps you understand um, what you probably will have to overcome to qualify to be a conduit to qualify to be used by God in fixing whatever is wrong in your family so in this journey we're looking at our bigger family our extended family not our nuclear we'll come back and take the nuclear route but this one is my role in my extended family the family in which you were born it's not an accident it's not a coincidence that you were planted in your extended family there is an assignment on your head when it becomes fulfilled everyone in your family will benefit from your obedience to god that's god's goal you see he himself wants a family but god is a greatest manager there is so he starts small builds capacity in growth until the entire thing is delivered that's why even the messiah had to be born as a baby that's god's management wisdom so those of you who are looking for 500,000 ghana cities capital to start the business you say you want to start you are very far from god god starts small because the capacity you need to manage must be in the growth so he starts small as you are growing you are learning as you are because there are mistakes you will make at the one million level that may may end the journey for you but if you had made it at the 10 level the impact wouldn't have been too great the, the wisdom you will learn when you lose 100 cities, if you learn it well, is the same wisdom not to lose 1 million. It's the same thing. So God always starts small. That's why he starts with a man, a woman. 
And if you don't understand the, the scope of the operations of God, what will happen is that you will despise yourself because you will look at the size of the problem in the family and thinking that God wants to use you. Say, no, it's not me. It can't be me. But God always starts small. That means if you think you are small, you've caught his eye. He looks for the small to confound the great. He looks for the ignoble to confound the noble. He looks for those who have been branded foolish to confound the wise. That's how he operates. That's why I'm saying there is no doubt in my mind that if God organized your steps here, there is something he wants you to hear so that you can position yourself properly even in your larger extended family. God wants to use you. Don't leave that family the way you met it. You would have failed. Don't leave. You see, you've joined those who are criticizing your grandfathers, your fathers, your aunties. Your... Instead of focusing on the, the thing that has to be done and yielding yourself to the process so that God can fashion in you a man or a woman who has the capacity to become a blessing. So, so Joseph is born in this amazing family and in keeping with God's original heart desire for all families to be blessed gives Joseph a dream but the dream was a bit unusual a dream where your progenitors are bowing to you a dream when your father and mother are bowing that's unusual and um, he shared that dream with his siblings and um, what happened is not just particular to Africans you know here it's as if we have a master's degree in what Joseph's brothers did to him we are chatted we are qualified in that uh, but um, I'm here to uh, uh, assuage your fears that it's not particular to Africans uh, the sons of Shem they also betrayed their brother. I think we have heightened ours. Like the way we even talk about it. It's as if it's not happening anywhere. But the headquarters of betrayal is Africa. It's not true. So they betrayed him. And sold him. Sold him to the Ishmaelites as a slave. Is that not cruelty? If these guys were here, they would qualify as wizards. But today we speak very well of them, isn't it? Very well, because they are not Africans. It seems there is an innate opposition to anything that comes from us and for us. But God is helping us. These same people we speak very highly of. If, if one of us did that, we are wizards. They were excommunicators into a wizard's camp for selling our own brother, kid brother, as a slave but you see that's when you are looking at it with optical eyes because from the mouth of Joseph himself when what God was seeking to accomplish was realized he told his brothers when they were crying in remorse in regret he says you meant it for evil but God meant it for good and it is God eh, 
who sent me ahead of you to preserve your lives you see this is why joseph was not bitter many of you are better because you have not interpreted your circumstances properly you still are seeing that this person is wicked because he was supposed if not for this person my first degree would have been in Harvard. i'm telling my uncle had the money to fund it but wickedness won't allow him to do it you see how you are interpreting that situation so there is there is room in your heart for bitterness for that anchor and all these things you are doing you are doing it so that one day one day you will have an opportunity to give him a lecture so you are going and coming going and coming is, is you are just looking for that opportunity this man he won't die without hearing from me so even when you are praying god preserve his life you have another reason why he should live why you are misinterpreting the circumstances activities events and situations around your life but because joseph understood that it was actually god who sent him ahead of his family to preserve their lives why should he be better some of you right now cannot connect the dots in your life to anything grand that god will use your life for in your extended family you can't connect it it's like everything doesn't make sense as it stands now but i'm telling you there is no there is no situation no experience nothing you are going through right now have experience will experience nothing that you are dealing with <laughs> it may not be pleasant i'm not saying it's pleasant but i'm saying that all that is part of the ingredients for the soup god is preparing with your life and it is when you sustain this understanding that you can let people go who seem to be hurting you we're talking family now because the bible says not all men have this knowledge god has opened your eye to show you that he has he has a blessing for that family i know you are praying that some old people in that family will die because they are the, the reason for for your headaches but if you understand what god is doing if you hear this thing we are sharing this morning you will know that nothing anybody does to you from your extended family can throw you off course god's preordained path for your life you need to know that that is what grounds you else there are phone calls you will get you will make decisions never to see some people again till you die when you do that god's dream that all the families of the earth be blessed may be truncated why when he finishes working on you you now will determine not you you not you you not you but that's not what joseph did those who sold him he fed them that's christianity isn't it those who hurt him because by the time the psalmist was recounting this issue he says they put his feet in fetters they chained him as a criminal you think he didn't have emotions if my brothers had not sold me who will put chains on my feet like a criminal like this but he had an understanding it's god who has sent me ahead of you to preserve your lives and joseph left the house with dreams but built capacity in the process 
to be able to interpret dreams. I tell you, he didn't leave his father's house with the capacity of interpreting dreams. The interpretation of dreams was developed in the process. He was a dreamer from his father's house. But they didn't know that there were other graces in him that could only be developed in the process of whatever we call pain today. That pain you are experiencing is opening chambers in your life you never knew existed. So here is Joseph standing in the prison and interpreting dreams effortlessly. He didn't have that capacity in his father's house. It was built in the process. God tested that. I've told you God starts small. The first dream he interpreted was not Pharaoh's dream. Stop eyeing the big, big things. I'm not saying don't dream big. Be willing to start small. That's all we are saying. So he's interpreting dreams for fellow prisoners. If he was interpreting dreams and monetizing it, fellow prisoners are not a good market. Please listen. Oh, there are things you will do and it will look as if you are being used. I'm interpreting a dream for a fellow prisoner. What can he give me? I'm wasting my gift. In fact, I heard a, 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 a strong, renowned prophet say, I've changed though. Look at the gift God has given me. I just come here, prophesy over all of you, and go, do you know the problems on my head? Do you know the issues I'm dealing with? Do you know? Now, we won't do this thing again. No. It, the prophets will be for selected few. You, you, we have to choose you. You, you, you just come, you come and stand, and I, I just prophesy on you. The man is changing. The issues of life are forcing him to change because he is using his gifts and there are no commensurate financial rewards. Can you imagine if Joseph went out of the dream interpretation business and they called him and said, Pharaoh wants you to, oh, please, that company is folded. I liquidated it a long time ago. It's not profitable. I've interpreted a lot of people's dreams. What have they given me? What have they done for me? You know what? I, I stopped. You, you were late. I stopped it two years ago. Go and tell Pharaoh that he should look for another interpreter. God has given you gifts. Those gifts are supposed to bring you into spaces and places that can help you become the person who is capable of blessing his family. Extended now. Extended. This is important. So he has the privilege again of interpreting Joseph, um, Pharaoh's dream when he did it. And the Bible says Joseph was 30 when he stood before Pharaoh. He left home at 17. Has been in the trenches and in pain. Dejection, rejection. He's been ostracized. Cast out like a criminal. Imprisoned. He has worked for 13 years as a slave. By now, won't your mind even change? By, by now, would you even think that these things God told you can still work? After 13 years of living like a slave, living like a criminal, living out the results and effects of criminals. They said you raped somebody, you didn't, and you are suffering the consequence of that lie. Apparently, it was training. Apparently, it was training. But if you look at it with optical eyes, this is the God of Abraham, Jacob, and, and Isaac thing. It doesn't work. This God thing doesn't work. 
if there is God, why am I suffering like this? It's because you don't understand what God wants to do and the kind of person you must be for what God wants to do to be possible. You don't understand. So many of us are not walking right because we are not interpreting the issues of our lives properly. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Whilst Joseph was out there for 13 years, there is something I touched on last week that I don't want to press it too much. But you let, allow me to just say this thing. He never remitted his people once in 13 years. This is hard. Though. It's difficult. But after 13 years, the very lives of that family, 70 people, was sustained for 17 more years before Jacob died. Jacob got into Egypt at 130, died at 147. For 17 years, their very lives hanged on who Joseph had become. Many of you are not currently remitting like you should. And that is even troubling you. So it's not giving you the focus you require to become who you must be to be able to sustain these people the rest of their lives. You are allowing this thing to interrupt with how you must live now. How yielded you must be to this process so you can become the person who is capable of becoming a blessing to that extended family. You are allowing this to interfere with your focus. And if it was in some circles, this is an irresponsible child. But please understand, the process may be painful, the process may not be convenient, the process may not be palatable, but when this is done and you become that person, and that there's also a risk in there, an inherent risk, you can become a better person or a better person in the process. And that's what you have to guard. Because God is going to fulfill his word concerning your life. But when that word comes to pass and you are bitter, you won't use the resources God commits into your hands for the purpose for which he gave you. You will use the resources to, to avenge yourself, to pay back, to hurt people. God doesn't want that. So, as you sit now, your life has some semblance with Joseph. You are out here finding out the will of God, finding out the purpose of God, you know, yielding yourself to the protocols. And, and many of us don't start early. So, there are compounded problems because, so for example, by age 12, Jesus knew what he was supposed to do. 30 he started his public ministry public service and you know everybody was on his what do i call it he took care of you know all his apostles the mom everybody was was sustained by him but for many of us by the time we are even leaving tertiary education we don't even know the direction our lives are supposed to be heading so it takes a longer time to find our feet to get the coordinates for our lives and to actually take off and when you take off it takes a while to learn the process i've never been a pastor before since i was born until this one so it will take a while yes because jesus is a messiah at age zero he's a messiah age zero 
That's why he came. Could he save anybody then? So does it mean he's useless because ah you, you can't save now Messiah Pani and you Janya ko Egypt? Well, we'll be saving any save you. You know, there are instances like that, but you need to understand. Understand. It may look as if me that have been called to save this family. Family na ejijin to buwa no mode support speaker. Ya jijin to buwa kakani ya shipi abrao. But don't misinterpret that to mean that you are useless. You are going through a process. God is raising you to be a kind of person who is able to foot the extended families. Whatever it is. This is not a hype. There is a kind of person you will become in cooperating with God that is able to do that. Joseph became that person. So I'm, 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 I'm making this argument this morning that an aspect of your life looks like that. Where you have left home. It, it may not be physical. You are still in touch with your parents. But I'm talking about in essence, you are finding your feet. But never forget that the reason why you are out here is so that you can sustain lives, preserve life. All the things you are going through, if you handle them properly, if you don't allow yourself to be distracted, because that's what temptation is all about. Temptation is equal to distraction. Temptation, temptation, is just distraction. But distraction packaged in very attractive wrappers. You see, so I'm tempted to take some money that doesn't belong to me. That temptation, even though it gives me financial reward, is to distract me from what I'm supposed to be doing. But if I focus on that, this money that I'm willing to steal, I can have it in abundance on my own terms. But can I endure whatever the absence of that will mean in my life? You see, this beautiful shoddy who is saying I'm available anytime you are. <laughs> on your terms, my man, on your terms. Anytime, any day. Just give me a ring. Ah. And you see, it's a distraction. But it's making you feel you are handsome, you are good, you are. That thought is a distraction. God wants you to focus. So as Joseph. Whilst you are out here, all the things you are dealing with, you should never forget that you are part of a bigger family that should benefit from your life. Bigger family. That's very important. Um, so we come back onto this route where like Abraham, you are the father. That means from your life, the family that is issuing out should be different from the family you found yourself in because you didn't make any contribution to the family you found yourself in but you are going to make every contribution to the family you are creating and it's it's important i want to read a text to you and then we begin the close i think it's genesis chapter 17 verse 9 17 verse 9 and god said unto abraham thou shalt keep my covenant therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations you see how god is thinking abraham you keep my covenant 
you and your seed and the generations that means and in the times of your seed 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 seeds we're starting something from you that shouldn't end with you this is what god is telling abraham we are starting something with you that shouldn't end with you people there is a way we can live as examples as models as prototypes that will make those coming after us become implicated just because they are coming from you this is important he says thou shall keep my covenant therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations so every generation coming after the next every generation coming after the next they know god they are walking with god they are cooperating with god your faith has been transferred downwards your knowledge of god your intimacy with god what you were able to glean from god is handed downwards that may not be what you came to meet in your family extended i mean but you must leave something different and this is not a joke it means you are going to become a father a mother and because of that what it means to be father is to be source and sustainer not only that i think genesis um, ephesians ephesians chapter 3 verse 15 will help us uh, interpret this properly ephesians chapter 3 verse 15 okay we'll close on this we'll close on this. ephesians chapter 3 verse 15 thank you lord thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named he's talking about god god as the father he says of whom the whole family he's talking about the household of faith now and you know the family in heaven are those who have already gone up to be with the lord and the family on earth are those who are reconciled to god and are operating on the earth now he says of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named the catch here is in the word named knowing what it means it means authority and character so what he's saying is this of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is characterized is authorized the family coming out of you must be characterized by who you are what you stand for what you believe your god this is important else there is no way we can build on what we have contributed to our extended family you see um in this is also a challenge because sometimes cultural persuasions can make us breach the counsel of god so in in cultures where it's uncles who take care of children you know what will happen there are many people in this country who did not take care of their biological children but took care of their nephews and their children didn't turn out right because their dad was busy taking care of his nephews that breaches this that breaches this you can be a blessing your your nephews are part of the extended family 
but your children are your responsibility to raise and God says whatever you have learned from me what you have encountered with me please hand it over so that your children's children will still walk in compliance with me this is important see yourself as somebody who is setting up a generation after him who will build on whatever contributions you have already made to the extended family if we don't do this whatever you build with your hands will be torn down by the people coming after you and these are the two things one you as a family presiding over your nuclear family a father presiding over your nuclear family and as a son or a daughter in a bigger family you have a role to play there by who you become and then you have even a more important role to play in terms of who you are presiding over who is bearing that name whom you are raising in character like you and your character has already been shaped and forged by your dealings with God so it is of necessity that a father a mother must know God because if you don't how are you raising your seed and their seed in their generations to know God knowing God therefore is not a luxury it's not an elective it's not optional there is no way you can fulfill God's call for your life if you don't know him intimately especially as a mother as a father you've got to live out what they must emulate so if I am misrepresenting God then I'm sowing seeds of disobedience in my seed and their seeds in their generations so how I live today has ramifications for generations yet unborn once you see it like that um, every choice every decision every action is carefully weighed because this is not just about me it's about me and my impact on my extended family and me and my impact on my nuclear family why God is interested in families God is interested in families God wants families my prayer as we wrap up today is that grace 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 to function accurately as a son as a daughter as a mother as a father so that you will not malfunction as a son or a daughter in the extended family and you will not malfunction as a father and a mother in your nuclear family there is a responsibility on you and god's grace is available to help you do that God's strength is available I've never been a father before you've not been a father before you came to learn fatherhood here on the earth and so we need grace grace to be accurate fathers grace to be accurate mothers so we don't raise people after our pains we don't raise people after our disappointments we don't raise people after all the heads and, and, and betrayers. So there are people whose children are more bitter than them because they've been raised on betrayers, disappointments, issues. You must distill your experiences and pass on what builds to the next generation. Let them benefit from your scars. 
let them benefit from your scars don't make them better because of your scars there are some children who are not talking to their siblings their nieces their their cousins because their cousins or their mothers and fathers treated these guys with ill intent so we are in addition to leaving an inheritance we are leaving enemies for our children i need you to know that this person is your enemy i'm willing that enemy to you because they did mean some years ago i don't want you to do anything with them so you are giving them houses and cars and all those things and you are giving you are adding enemies they have not created because you have issues with them don't do that don't do that let your children benefit from your scars i pray that anyone who sees you as a father but we're not just talking biological here god will allow your life to touch many people who never came from your own loins god will allow your life to touch them and you need to understand this thing we're talking about else you will malfunction when you go through circumstances situations and issues you will malfunction i want you to talk to god you have a responsibility you are god's agent in your extended family and you are god's entry in your nuclear family many times we are overwhelmed by what we have to deal with that's why the grace of god is available for all of us many times we are overwhelmed when we look at the magnitude of the challenge that confronts us talking the extended family now but i'm telling you that if you will yield yourself to the processes god is by his grace allowing you to experience the person you will become will be able to handle all the challenges you'll be able to do it and your life truly will be a blessing even if you have experienced some challenges your life will be a blessing i want you to talk to god lord i understand the responsibility now lord i see that i have a role to play in both my extended family and my nuclear family in my nuclear family as a father as a mother as the template generations will be fashioned after and in my extended family as a preserver of life lord help me help me this morning with grace with wisdom with counsel with understanding help me acquit myself creditably help me behave myself wisely in this assignment help me lord help me help me help me lord help me help me maybe as we are praying um, you haven't been personally restored yet to the Lord in terms of you opening your heart to the Lordship of Jesus and asking the Lord to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life I told you God is in hot pursuit of you God is chasing after you running after you that's why he sent Jesus We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.